The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Spirit. Trust all is going well on this amazing journey and this always mystery called life. I really appreciate all of you uh, and your participation in our show and the feedback and comments that you're always giving. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, today, we are so fortunate that we have as our guest, Kim Weiss. She is the author of Sunrise Sunset. 52 weeks of awe and gratitude. You know, in uh, our human suits on this spiritual journey of discovery, we're always talking about what it's like to be in awe. You know, being in awe of your life and kind of carrying those eyes. Because if you live in awe of your life, then you're just always living from this place of expectation, of seeing something great just right around the corner. And, of course, with gratitude. Um, Holding that space is an everyday choice. Kim, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here too, Temple. It's such a, a, a pleasure. And I know that when we had you here at Unity Campus, um, you sold the books off the shelf. Everybody mm-hmm. just had to have one um, because it... Um, it just reaches at the core of our being of how to have awe and gratitude. But before we get into the level of the book, um, tell us, how did you get to be um, an intentional spirit? I think that I came in that way and always kind of knew that, that kind of the path of intention and spirituality was one that I was born to follow. As we probably all are, but I think I knew it when I was quite young, when I was about 14 uh, precisely, and started reading books by Krishnamurti and listening to different kinds of music and really kind of understanding that there were bigger things at play than just what was in front of me in my everyday life. So I think that I started being on a path that way that had to do with uh, creating beauty around me with intention, um, being a creative being. That's probably the thread that's come, that's followed me all the way from childhood, even before 14 to now and continues forward. So, um, I think just having a creative spirit and expressing in different ways has always been what I, what I feel I was born to do and what I in- always intend to keep doing. Is that mm-hmm. a good answer? Oh, absolutely, and I think it's an I think it's an answer that is either lying dormant uh, within you know the majority of people, or is something that we all resonate you know to. When when you say you you knew you know when you were younger, you just you just knew. Was it did it show up in a way of of like when you would be out in nature? Did it show up in a way of even though people would be making comments about religion or lack of around you, was there just something that you just felt like some sense of connection? Did it show up as a voice or uh, a feeling or a sense? 
Well, I think that the connection with nature was innate and something that I never questioned. But, you know, I, I mention Krishnamurti because that was, there's a couple of times in my life where I really felt like somebody took the top of my head and opened it up. And that, you know, just to make my, my ability to receive uh, bigger and wider and, and, and with it more depth. And when I first read Think on These Things by Krishnamurti, and it was with my peer group, with my sister who was a year older than me and, and several friends, and we discussed it. That was uh, a mind opener for me. So that would be the first significant time that I can I can place that. And it happened again later in my life. Um, but the I always bring myself back to the arts because that's the path that I've chosen to keep me to keep me in that state of mind. It's kind of my my thought is that the arts are the highest expression of the spirituality that, that I learned or that is around, around and in me. It's interesting how, you know, we can go through so many things all our lives and yet we do truly always remember those uh, defining moments as, as a little girl, my connection was with nature. I really got, the that inner connection and you know all that but because no one was practicing it around me or talking about it i always mm-hmm. felt you know as like i was adopted but i remember the first time when you're talking about the top of your head you know mm-hmm. coming off and i would invite our audience to think about what is was your first defining moment you know when you went whoa you know this has really opened me up heart and soul i remember the book illusion by richard bach you know, it was a powerful book. And As a Man Thinketh um, was a very uh, defining moment for me, talking about, you know, how we think creates our reality and, you know, those kind of things. So it was just really a an opening of, wow, you know, there is, I want this, I, I want more. And, and like you, I think either in the athletic realm or in the arts, the A words are the saving grace for a lot of people that keep them connected mm-hmm. to something greater, you know, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. And, you know, the second, you know, books are, I guess, have been really important through my life. And the second book that I read, and I think I was 40 then, was um, by Roger Kamenitz, and it's called The Jew in the Lotus. And that was the second huge time that my head again opened up because it was a way for me as a as a Jewish person that wasn't really observing her own religion to learn how spiritual Judaism was. And it took um, the Dalai Lama in this book basically recommending Judaism to me to really appreciate where I came from. So that was another huge defining moment. So I say, I couldn't just learn it from my mother, my father, or, or a rabbi, which it would be, you know, the traditional way. Um, the Dalai Lama kind of gives a thumbs up to it in this book. So it's kind of making it uh, making light of something that's a seriously beautiful book. But um, it is kind of funny, too. Oh, I love that. And it would be interesting to ask how many people in some way have been impacted or changed because of something, an encounter or something they read around the Dalai Lama. He just gets around, doesn't he? He gets around. (laughs) He gets around. Well, He's even on my door. Here's a picture of him on my door that I'm looking at right now, so... And I have a picture of him on my vision board of, uh, <laughs> like, actually wanting to meet him, and I'm confident that will happen at the Parliament of the World Religions this year. Oh, wonderful. But when we look at uh, ways to impact, I, I love what you've done with this book. Um, it, it, you've heard me say this before when you actually visit our campus. I love the kind of books that you can have on your desk on your nightstand, uh, where your journal book is. And it, it's, it's the simplicity, but yet the profoundness of quotes or things that are special to other people that it's like a great way to just open you up, uh, to offer you this place of being contemplative or aware or in awe and gratitude. Um, 
kind of paint us through the 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 picture of the history of the book, um, what you had been doing on your your fourteenth balcony, how things came about, and then the great sacred story of how did the book become a book? Since you right, worked for right. a book company, um, it's all a very interesting and um, and a story that people are curious about. Sure, sure. Uh, but I will. What I'll do is start with how I usually end when someone asks me uh, what do I want people to get out of this book. But I'd like to say now, because it's kind of a segue to what you were saying about your perception of the book, in that it has these beautiful photographs on one side and beautiful passages that complement them on the left. My goal is to have people feel what I'm feeling when I'm taking that picture. So you really got it um, in terms of when you pick up the book that you get some kind of impact from it. And it's not a book that is read from um, cover to cover. In fact, when people say they read my book, I think, oh, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. So uh, the story of the book is that I moved to this place over, uh, I'm in the 14th story of a high rise, and I overlook a marina, the intercoastal waterway, and the Atlantic Ocean, and and it's in South Florida, if you don't know. And I just was bowled over by my view, as anyone would be, and then every morning that I could, I got to see the sunrise over the ocean. I started taking pictures just as a reflex, like like we do. Everybody takes pictures of everything these days, don't they? So I took a picture, uh, took pictures with my iPhone iPhone did a pretty good, pretty pretty good job, and there's actually one or two in the book that are with my iPhone or were taken with my iPhone. Most of them aren't, but a few are. And I started sharing them with my family and my friends in emails, and they were all, oh, these are really sweet, and especially the people that were far away in cold, dark places really appreciated seeing them. Then I started doing the same on Facebook, and lo and behold, I started having people really liking them um, in bigger numbers than most things that I posted and commenting. And I was getting comments like, I really look forward to your your uh, sunrise and sunset pictures. They're like a meditation for me. I got people saying, you really should put these in a book. And I was like, you know, I'm in the book business. I'm, I'm, I work for, publish, uh, for a publisher for almost 21 years. And like, it didn't even occur to me that what I was doing as a hobby might be a book. So still it wasn't, and I thanked them and said, that's very nice. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying the photographs. Then my lovely boyfriend, John, started posting poems in the form of Japanese haikus underneath my pictures, which is, is swoon-worthy is what I say. makes me swoon just to think about it. And so romantic. And I... I thought, oh, that was when I had a flash that this could be something. It could be that I could have a book with John, and it would be this sweet little romantic book. And I had kind of a smaller picture of what it was. He would have gone along with it, but it wasn't something that he was so invested in either way. Um, then, I, because I'm in the book business, I had some advice from one of my genius friends. And she said that, why don't you just mine your resources. You've been in this business for so long and you've been helping people for two decades. Why don't you just ask these people, a lot of them who are well-known, to send you a passage so you can have a photograph and you can have a passage. Long story short, I did. Um, I approached the likes of Jack Canfield and Marcy Shymoff and John Bradshaw and MJ Rose and Temple Hayes, <laughs> and many friends, and uh, many, many well-known authors, and uh, authors that I've worked with and some that I've admired, and they were really agreeable. They're very agreeable. They sent me their impressions. I, I basically sent them a survey. They asked me, I asked them what the sunrise and sunset meant to them and how it made them feel, and I got really beautiful, beautiful responses. So now I have this little square, colorful book that goes anywhere with you. I mean, you can carry it around with you. It's, it's so small. Uh, that has my photographs matched with, with these beautiful passages. And, and the process has been beautifully uh, flowing and simple. And, you know, one of those kind of projects that you know is, is right because things are just falling in place and much easier than, you would, uh, than other things you might have done that weren't really what you were supposed to be doing. 
So I have this wonderful book, and it's it's motoring along really nicely, and it's available everywhere. So that's that's the basic story. If you want to ask me anything particular, you know, there's really interesting encounters with people uh, inside the publishing business, like working with the editor, like working with the art director, and they were super helpful because I wasn't able to make, I was too close to the project to know how to whittle down thousands of photographs and pick the right photographs and then which of the passages would be, would be the ones to use, which passage would go with which photograph. That was the most delicate thing. And Larissa Hennock and Christine Belaris, that's the art director and the editor, respectively, really did a beautiful job uh, directing me and, and um, letting this book become what it is. And it is absolutely uh, beautiful uh, for those of you that are listening in. I'm going to read the one from um, the passage from Don Miguel Ruiz, Jr. Every new day is another great opportunity to express my passion in life. Yesterday left, like every day before it, taking all the experiences I had on that day with it, by the grace of life, I kept the essence that allowed me to have a lifetime of experiences, my love expressed through passion. So as the sun comes up, warming my body and illuminating my path through another day of endless possibility, I take in a breath and jump into another beautiful opportunity of life. You know, I love that because mm. that reading alone would be the great reading to read in the morning as you're preparing the consciousness, the prayer, the energy, the expectation, whatever you want to call it, it all works the same way based upon intention of what we expect. I'm talking today with Kim Weiss. She is the author of Sunrise, Sunset. 52 Weeks of Awe and Gratitude. It's a book that contains writings from people all over the world, some you know, some that you will know after reading the book, and you will be touched at the very core of your being. I want to thank all of you for your continuation and support and involvement in whatever way that you are with Unity Online Radio. It's because of you that we are able to feature our radio shows in in over a hundred countries, 137 I do believe now, of people listening from all over the world. We appreciate you as a listening audience. And to make you aware that if you love these kind of insights and talks and journeys, you can join us on unitycampus.org or templehays.com. We'll be right back following this short break. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, 
Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming on board with us, I'm talking with Kim Weiss. She is the author of Sunrise Sunset, 52 Weeks of Awe and Gratitude. It's an incredible book. She has taken 52 of uh, these beautiful photographs that she has taken through many, many years and carefully selected the ones that are the most profound and then contacted authors and people that are well-known throughout the world. And they have written these wonderful inspirations to go with each of these photographs. You know, Kim, what I uh, loved hearing, because I know that a lot of people that listen in on our show, they too are authors, they too have passion that a lot of them are, you know, like people like you and me, because, you know, like attracts like, people that are difference makers that want to make a difference. One of the things I wanted to highlight is that, you know, you were just doing something that you love. You were just taking photographs and loving them and posting them on your Facebook, which, by the way, everyone, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Kim Wise Sunrise Sunset. Kim Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, Sunrise Sunset, and you can like her page and you can follow her, and she posts these every day. I look forward to what she's, you know, been able to see in the sky now. They're really wonderful. Anyway, having said that, you were just doing what you love. It never occurred to you that, oh, you were going to make it something. Um, until the third time of it knocking on your door and somebody saying, you know, you really, John, you know, really ought to do this. Um, and I think that you're calling forth of a part within a lot of us in our humanity is that we have passion about something and then it becomes a project. And then what happens, you know, after that, what I also love about what you've done is that a portion of the uh, the proceeds from this book are donated to aid to victims of domestic abuse. I love that. And and what you um, have on the back cover is so that women and children who have lived in fear can begin tomorrow with hope so that they truly can have a, a sunrise in their lives. Again, I love that. Thank you for doing that. That's good stuff. Oh, great, great. Well, what you're talking about is entirely true about the, the passion and this has been called, you know, I was interviewed once and someone said, well, this sounds like a passion project to me. And I kind of said, oh, I'm going to use that because it's really what it is. And I've been working as, you know, I'm the PR director at this publisher for two decades and I've been telling people what to do for this many years and, you know, not sort of wagging my finger at them, but giving them my best advice. And over and over again, my message has been to keep their eye on the ball, which the ball being where it, their heart and, and what their, what the project was really started for us, uh, started from. I mean, why, why did they write this book? What is it that drove them to the place that they got to and to keep always remember that, you know, because we, we get into these, you know, how can I do this better? How can I do that? And what about this? And what about that? And I'm always saying, just just keep on your message. Keep on your message. Keep, your, keep coming from your heart. And surprises happen like they did for me. So it's really fun and interesting to be on the other end of things and see it happen in my own life because I've been talking about it for a long time. And when I talk about it, 
I'm not pontificating. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to change anybody's life. I'm really seriously trying to help them get to where they they would like to be in in the book business. So um, my hobby becoming a book is is a perfect example, and it, and it just keeps going. I when you talk about the Facebook page, what's what's grown from this heart centered project of mine is. A community is growing on that page where I post sunrises and sunsets every day. That was a byproduct that I could never foresee. And, and what happens on this page when Temple invites you to go see it is not just that you can look at the sunrise and sunsets as I take them daily, but to also join in and to post your own photographs. And so I have what's called a growing community of backyard photographers. And I think some people are even, you know, they probably deserve a better moniker than that. It could even be that some of these people are professional. I don't know. But we all have this appreciation of beauty in in common, and we're expressing on this page um, whenever we can. Or, you know, for me it's daily, and for them it's whenever they can. So it's a beautiful thing. And so I never could have foreseen that I'm going to, Take pictures on my terrace. They're going to be in a book. And not only are they going to be in a book, they're going to be kind of in this evolving gallery of photographs where other people are joining in with me. And there's, there's a lot of beautiful sites on Facebook for people who like to photograph nature and, and particularly sunrises and sunsets. And I belong and, I'm, and I contribute and comment on them and those people come to me. But this is, you know, this is just another place for people to feel like they like they can they can express also and it, that makes me so happy because I didn't I didn't see any of this coming so from hobby to book to growing community of of amateur and some professional pho- uh, photographers it's it's kind of I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next and so uh both as an individual and then a larger picture of your being the um PR person for a major um, publishing um, organization, one which I have the good pleasure with my book, When Did You Die? Eight Steps Yay. to Stop Dying Every Day and Start Waking Up. Mm-hmm. I have the good pleasure to be part of that. It, I would say that with, um, with health communications, it's more like a family than a company, um, or at least that's my experience. But I know that with, with people listening, I think your, your nugget, your wisdom and what you're saying is that when you have anything that you're doing with passion, if you can stay on track with being detached, if you can work yes. with the practice of detachment and not get caught up into, I, I need to make it be a certain way. And I've, I've heard other people say that too, you know, that, and I love that story of, um, let's see, uh, Robert and Marie that wanted to go on a honeymoon. I don't know if you've heard that one, but they, they didn't have enough money and, and, and Marie wanted to go to Hawaii. And she said, I want to go to Hawaii on my honeymoon. And, and she said, you know, I can put together some fabrics, some good fabrics. You're a salesman. Let me put together a prototype of an outfit. You go around. You show people. See what you can do. And when he came home that day and he looked so bewildered, she said, you know, uh, you weren't able to sell many. He said, I have more orders than I know what to do with. And that was the beginning of St. John Knit. Mm. And it came about because of a passion of wanting to go on a honeymoon. <laughs> you know, they didn't say, oh, one day we want to be one of the leading edge, you know, designers of women's mm-hmm. clothing mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that would stand the test of time. And I think that's that's what you're, uh, you're saying in wisdom, having seen a lot of um, major players, uh, of authors, um, and people that are just passionate about helping their community is to do your best to be detached from the outcome. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing to know. It's a good thing to remember because when you're attached to the outcome, it's just it's it's uh setting yourself up for a lot of things that are not comfortable. And in my case, I actually was writing, I had written another book and I was peddling it and I had, you know, to the marketplace and I had a fancy literary agent. It was about relationships. It was 
it was a serious book, but it was funny. You know, I, I thought it had the ingredients that it needed to be a success, having been in the book business. So I did all this. I put all this energy into this other book, and it turns out that a book that had completely nothing to do with the other happened. So those kind of things, I think if you're just diligent and, and working hard, and um, I think um, I often say when you press here, something something will pop up here. And, and knowing when to let go of something, I had to let go of that project. That project, uh, I was sure, was, gonna, was going to be the, the one. And I put two years into it. So when that didn't come to fruition, I had, a, you know, I, I had some disappointment and I got, got through it, but I, I certainly wasn't going to jump back in and write a book right away. So this is a, a real delight that this happened. And it was a way that you never anticipated that it would happen. And we would call that a spiritual relocation, right? A spiritual um, relocation. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we, we would, we would call it that because, uh, and you received a big universal no of something you felt so strong about. And, and yet yeah. that no led you to, uh, the bigger yes. It, it led you to something that's much more organic and more natural for you to be a part of, but we don't, we don't, you know, that's the, the other side of life is that we can't often see it when we're in the midst of it, you know, mm-hmm. because we're too focused on that rejection of the, the no, and I put all this energy into it and, you know, how could that be on, uh, and yet, because there's another plan, there's another direction that's better and, and, and more fulfilling. Um, I love the writing by, um, and he happens to be one of my faves of all time, life-saving mm-hmm. in many ways of all the therapy that I've had. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. a different radio show for another time. Um, Dr. John Bradshaw, thank you. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> thank you, Dr. John Bradshaw Sr. Yeah. for teaching us about family for teaching us about the the soul, the woundology, the everything that you are. So I will read it. One of my most cherished memories is of fishing on Needle Lake at the Bradshaw Ranch. Needle Lake was special because it faced the west and was boundaried by thick trees. You could literally watch the sun disappear on the horizon during the last 30 minutes of its cycle. Whether I caught fish or not, the highlight of my fishing experience was watching the sun slowly disappear on the horizon. It often sent chills down my spine, and I'd always think of a stanza from one of Matthew Arnold's poems. Come, soul of all things, I make it mine to fill amid the city's jar that there abides a peace of thine man did not make and cannot mar. Oh, that's so gorgeous. Oh, you read that so beautifully. Oh, well, I just, I could, you know, and I think that's what this does to me is that um, when I read these, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's what you're talking about because you have set that premise in the energy of your passion because you said um, when we first started talking about as a photographer seeing these beautiful images is that you want it to be as if people feel they're there and that's what's happening i think because that that energy is what's being carried forth um so thank you for that oh you're welcome and i and it's what's in my heart i'm hoping they feel too because the photographs are beautiful but you can find more beautiful photographs by you know, classic photographers, and I'm more of a beginner in that way, but I'm getting really, really nice reviews on on the artistry of them, but it's, I really think people are picking up on the feeling. I I really believe that, and I, and I know that um, just like the passage that you read, they're getting that from, from the passages too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I read something on page 29 by someone named Reverend, Reverend Temple Hayes? Oh, sure. I, I know her. That would be great. Yes. Or did you want to read it yourself, Temple? <laughs> no, you go for it. <laughs> okay. Let's see, let's see if I can do it justice to the author here. Okay. Page 29, everybody. The Reverend Temple Hayes wrote, May each new sunrise give you the gift of awakening into the vibrant life you are so destined to live. An amazing sunrise reminds us so clearly how nature has given so brilliantly to us 
while asking very little in return. In this sacred humility, the sunrise says, breathe, believe, and most importantly, be life. Mm. That's lovely. I really resonate with that. (laughs) But I... I re- <laughs> Thank you. But I, I resonate with that in the, in the humility of grace, you know, no matter what anyone calls it, even if it's simple, the simplicity of nature, it is profound how we are given so much um, of, uh, for no charge. You know, I mean, just mm-hmm. the beauty of, of nature is just so powerful Um And how do you tell someone, you know, how do you tell someone to stop and smell the roses? How do you tell them to take a pause in the daytime? In in my, you know, my humble attempt here, I'm showing them that you can and you should. And it's, and you'll have such a payoff from it for how it integrates into your day and how it makes you feel, you know, to be able to have this experience myself and, you know, before I start the day enriches my, enriches my day so much. And then I can oh, dive into the, I can dive into the craziness of whatever you know whatever the day holds. It's one of the greatest ways of stress management, you know, is mm-hmm. to take those moments. And it's a it's a it's a the people get on this almost like a gerbil wheel of I don't have the time, I don't have the time, and when I get caught up, and I will one day, and you know that time will come, and you know I'm going to take the time, and and you know, and a lot of people exceed it then on into when I retire, when I retire, when I retire, and when they retire from a job, they still do the same practice. They don't have the time; they're waiting on the time. <laughs> you know, it's just that, and you do have the time, and that's the beauty of it. You have more time when you take the time and when you get into the practice like you're talking about of witnessing the sunrise the sunset um getting out in nature uh getting off the gerbil wheel you have more time because your day feels more balanced you feel like a much more balanced person and and you feel like that uh that level of awareness and that expansion that space that is created within your path, within your soul, it just, it makes all the difference. Well, I'm having a wonderful conversation today with Kim Weiss. She's the author of the book that is everywhere, and everybody's talking about it. Sunrise, Sunset, 52 Weeks of Awe and Gratitude. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us today. state of change, a period of transition, perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.net. Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
And welcome back, everyone. And we're just getting a tremendous benefit from talking about being in awe and gratitude because we're well, we're talking about one of the profound things that are gifted to us each and every day, the sunrise and the sunset. And it just happens to be the title of um, a new profound book, Sunrise, Sunset, 52 Weeks of Awe and Gratitude, photography by Kim Weiss and inspirations written by people all over the world, many of them that, that you know that are major authors, and there's just beautiful, uh, beautiful writings. I wanted to read um, Janet Bray Atwood because um, we, you know, Janet Bray Atwood, Atwood uh, also known as The Passion Test, and, uh, uh. and she's one of our faves as well. She's been here, actually, at Unity Campus, and she says, We stand in awe at the benevolence of the universe for a brief moment. We are pardoned from the frantic pace that exists in our world. All time seems to stand still. In the presence of this majestic, glittering, golden sunset, we are filled with gratitude, embraced in this magical moment of holy communion. That's what it's like, isn't it? I'm always fascinated when I go over to uh, St. Pete Beach where I live and um People are lined up as far as you can see. The rest of the day, not so much is going on, you know, often, especially non-tourist season on our beaches. But when it's sunset time, people come out of the woodwork. It is amazing. And and there's a, there's an energy there from the people and their presence and their activities or, you know, they're bringing their picnic chair and their their camera and you know the kids and all that but there is at the same time an absolute silence there it's almost like people are in prayer and and many of them it would never occur to them that that's what it is or that kind of reverence you know what i mean it's hard to even put in words i'm doing my best (laughs) to put it in words but there's a stillness Across that line of people, as near and far as I can see, north and south on the beach, that they're just in awe of that moment. It's a well. It's sort of a you know a cultural ritual across the world. You know, I mean the the rising and the setting of the sun is worshipped, and somebody writes about it in my book. Alexandra Cartahakis writes about it. I'm looking for her. She writes. People have, and this is on page 67, people have worshipped the self-luminous star at the center of our solar system from the beginning of time, rendering it divine. It's been said that the surrendering mind creates divinity and that anything you surrender to becomes a god or a place of holiness. Surrender to the beauty of nature today by standing in awe before the rising sun or paying homage to a sunset. Remember, nature's way is the way of perfection. So That's this is, beautiful. you know, people have been doing this, and um, can I read you one about that? I mean, I just get really crazy in love with these. Oh, uh, yes, McCormick, please. Lee McCormick oh. writes about Peru, and he's, he's a bit of a mystic, and he wrote, The rising sun, the morning star, a new day. In the Andes, the Quiero people meet each morning with their prayers, light from light. There is a tradition I brought home from, time, from my times in Peru, Facing the sun, we open up our bodies, outstretched arms, palms facing forward, breathing deep and slow and exhaling all attachments. Breathing in light, breathing our right hand over our hearts, I mean, bringing our right hand over our hearts, saying aloud, with all my love. Then the left hand over the area just beneath the belly button and saying aloud, with no fear, I meet the day. May peace be with you. I mean, if that doesn't transport you to Peru, I don't know what does. <laughs> Just automatically, <laughs> it automatically takes you there. That is for sure. You know, we were talking about earlier um, about how um, often there there's the appearance of a no, so that it will lead us to a yes. And you took you know two years of your life uh, and dedicated yourself to writing a book about relationships. But didn't something later occur from that? In other words, all books that are that we're writing could be the book that we're just preparing to live. 
so what um, with that two years of, of writing about relationships, didn't that lead you to something very special? Well, Temple, it did. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> funny, about it. Funny you should mention, mention that. And if, if John, my, my love, is, is listening, I'm sure he's blushing and, and uh, ears burning at the same time. I wrote a book that had the subtitle, Conjuring Up Love Later in Life. So I always say, well, the book didn't get published, but I manifested the guy. And, you know, that took some time. And I think that that's a a pretty nice payoff for the time I put into writing this book. So I think I was probably writing it, you know, how you you say you're writing it for other people, but I obviously was writing it for myself. And I'm almost having that revelation as I'm saying it. Um, So that this happened to me, and I couldn't be happier. I I love that. And I think it's very poignant to, you know, everyone listening because when we can look at things through a different set of eyes, we can see that everything, um, that there isn't, um, you know, we say cliches and bumper stickers like, oh yeah, you know, there are no accidents, but there really aren't any, you know, there are no coincidences in that there's a reason behind it. And I, I think that's so, um, precious that here you spent all that time writing the book about you know having a having someone in your life later on in your life and then therefore that clarity from that written word boy it just created it right up you know (laughs) yeah yeah and I really you know in terms of being an example the book was really to create a community of midlife women who were going through what I was going through and dating and sharing you know war stories and and triumphs and things like that and 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 odd things that may have happened, and if, you know, maybe they could see themselves in my stories, you know, maybe they would get something out of it, or they'd be able to laugh with me, or cry with me, or not feel alone. So I think being in the position I'm in now is is even more inspiring. So I I think that, um, by example, I did achieve, I did achieve for myself and for other other women what, what is possible. Absolutely, the book you're so, living is profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you so it's created been a good an, year. It's been a really good year. <laughs> and he, if he is listening, I'll go on record just to say, and he is an amazing, incredible man. So you could write a book about how I attracted this amazing, incredible man, and that would work. <laughs> oh, I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening. But there will be a recording of this, so we can we can play it back to him, can't we? Yes, we can. But well, we all long to be loved. We do. And, and we all, um, long to be touched, uh, on a dip, deeper level or have some kind of relationship, you know, with the divine. And that's another reason that I, I love these writings so much because they, they reach people at the core. And we, we often are seeking ways to reach the masses, if you will. Uh, a lot of people may not get into the practice of going to a synagogue or, or going to a priest, uh, minister, rabbi, or anything like that. But yet they will discover through nature or through writings, um, a way to have their soul touched. And it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. Hey, you know, for me, Temple, that resonates because I have been an, a, a meditator slash aspiring meditator for decades. So I've been through different periods in my life where I've been disciplined and diligent, and then other times it's been really spotty. And I sometimes would beat myself up for, oh, how come, you know, you can't do it like this other person, and it, it only will work if you do it this way for, you know, if you're sitting in the same place and so on and so forth. And believe me, I, I respect and admire people who have really, you know, disciplined practices. But I, I think that what I've been doing with this picture taking is my more kind of anxious and active way of meditating. I think it's it's the way. I mean, because it is it is a ritual. It is regular. I do it every day. Um, I do it at the same time of day. So I just have bent the rules a little bit, I think. Well, I think you found just another door. And what I like about it is the practice of, is that it's a practice of being in the heart, you know, not the head. 
Um, and and it, it brings to mind uh, one of my ma- most favorite quotes. My mind is my church and what I believe is my religion. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that. My mind is my church. What I believe is my religion. And, mm-hmm. and so um, with that level of coming from your heart, of that being your type of ritual to meditate uh, is a powerful thing. Um, I wanted to read the one because um, an, an author that I like a lot is Bob Berg. Oh, I love Bob Berg. And so does so many other people. His book, yeah. Go Giver, his book, Go Giver, is quite a success. Mm-hmm. So he writes, the sages asked, who is rich? And answered, that person who rejoices in their lot. Gratitude. Sometimes it takes practice. We can be grateful for the obvious blessings of family, shelter, a job, a car, food, and clothing. How about our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, legs, fingers, etc.? Even that cup of coffee we enjoy while checking our emails or watching the sunrise. More than anything, we can appreciate the fact that we have so much to appreciate and appreciate that. I love that. I'm going to say that again. More than anything, we can appreciate the fact that we have so much to appreciate and appreciate that. And that's, I love that. And I, I love it because I resonate with it that, you know, you can catch yourself sometimes because to me, you know, every day you even, you make a decision when you, when you wake up. I'm either going to focus on what is working today or what's not working. I'm, I'm going to be rejoicing or I'm going to be critical. You know, I'm going to look at all the things I can be in gratitude about or I can moan and groan and, you know, act like I've forgotten most things that I, that I know to be true. <laughs> you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes I'll catch myself and go, what in the world is going on here? I have mm-hmm. so much to appreciate that I can appreciate. There's, there's so much truth about that, that there are so many layers of things that we can be in gratitude about, of everything, mm-hmm. everything. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Yes, Bob is another one of those many walking hearts that I have in my life. Yes. A wonderful person. Yes, he is indeed. I want to highlight for everyone again that to be become part of this community and for you to share your postings of what you love and your photographs, images, ideas with sunrises and sunsets, you can go on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Kim Wise Sunrise Sunset. You can also go to the website Sunrise Sunset Book. Dot com and of course the book is available through through Amazon. So Kim, what is your parting wisdom that you would like to give um, all of us that have really benefited from our time together today? Well, the parting wisdom is pretty much the same as what I said in the beginning, but I have a little phrase that I coined that one would expect me to say, which is to stop and smell the sunrises. That's what I. That's what I hope people will do uh, once. I just hope that's what, what everybody does. That's what I tell myself to do. Remind myself to do, and I hope that this book helps you get there. Mm. That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. Appreciate that my so extreme, much. My extreme pleasure. I want to thank you for what you're doing um, for all the authors out there in the world that are wanting to get our message out there and just thank you for being you. And I I want to thank our audience for um, spreading the good word. I know you know many people out there who can benefit for uh, taking a time out. Uh, For people that have difficulty uh, meditating, uh, that try to make it up, go in a room, close the door, and be quiet. Um, doesn't resonate with a lot of people, whereas being in nature, being in the stillness, honoring uh, the ancient ritual, as Kim said earlier, of the sunrise or the sunset, 
take the time because as you take the time for yourself, you have more time for the rest of the world and you have more time for a balanced life. I'm Temple Hayes. I want to thank you for being with us today. And we look forward to this incredible journey that we call life. God bless you, everyone, on your journey. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. like life. Grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, And each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. 
Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.